Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. How's That's it right. going with you? I'm good. It's a good day. It is a good day. Yeah. Any day you wake up and you're breathing and you get to do the, the Lord's work is a good day. That's right. <laughs> That's all you got I to agree. say. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, plus plus the rosary always helps, too, in the morning. Yeah, you know? there you That's go. Right. Well, I know you got a lot on your mind. Our, our, our guy, Victor, here is about to give a Curcio talk at Altrea here in town tonight after the podcast, so... Let's all uh, pray for him real quickly in, in our heads and our minds where we are, that he does a good job tonight and that he uh, shares his witness with people, which I'm going to have him do on this show as well, something we should have probably done a long time ago. But I want to give you that opportunity on here too because you've got a great story and I want people to hear well, it. So. God willing, it'll go well. Yeah, well, hey, that's what uh, that's the best way to evangelize, right, is to tell our stories and to let people see where God is, is entered into our own lives and the changes he's made, and, and that's usually the most impactful thing to people. So we'll do that on here, and I wish you luck tonight for that too. Um, starting the show, I want to talk to everybody again about Exodus 90. Uh, if you haven't joined that wait list, please do. We're getting closer and closer to the date. Man, it's almost Thanksgiving. Like I, I just realized um, that the other week, day. right? Yeah, yeah, time is flying, man. And and maybe it's a good thing so we can get out of 2020 and all this mess of a year, but it's also drawing us col- uh, closer to the cold showers and all the other stuff that goes along. Which is going to be a good thing. Right. But I hear your rumor that you're doing PX92. So that or, means like, yeah. what, what, you're doing 180 stuff? Is well, I don't know. It's P90X. And my wife asked P90X, me. She wanted yeah. to do some things to, to get back in shape. And so I told her I'd do that with her and started today. So I feel <laughs> I'm feeling it today. It's been a while since I've done that. But um, yeah, it's you know that's one of the things that XS90 asks you to do when you start is at least three days of exercise a week. So trying to get uh-huh. back in the habit of that and get ready and mentally prepared for for all the stuff to come in January. So guys, if you haven't signed up yet, please do so at exodus, uh, exodus90.com slash John Edwards. Uh, the list from what I understand has got a lot of names on it and it continues to grow. And we're looking forward to journeying with all you guys uh, from here on the show and the patrons and everybody else um, going through that journey with us as we start January the 4th and go through uh, Lent. And speaking of patrons, I also want to talk about Giving Tuesday. I mean, I am just super humbled by the response we've had in the last couple of weeks of just mentioning this on the show. Of course, there's been, there's been a couple of Facebook ads, but man, we've had like 12 new patrons come on in the last week. Wow. Yeah. Just a lot of people that said, I want to be a so part much, of what guys. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And it's allowing us to truly like get closer to this, this dream that we've talked about, about, you know, uh, putting together the messy Catholic with Deacon Jeff, getting an office space where we can start working out of there and, and doing some of the things that we're doing out of there. Um, there was an opportunity that came up in the last couple of weeks where when I used to work for Cardinal uh, Studios and was working with the Rise program, they actually filmed my story. They came to Memphis and filmed uh, what would have been like an eight to 10 minute cut down piece of my wife and my children and myself and you guys and the study group and all that. And it's been sitting there for a couple of years. Well, I had an opportunity to to try to purchase that. And so some of that money is going to go towards that. So we can purchase that, put it up like it's supposed to be, get all the B-roll and the and the um and the you know the interview parts and all that and put it into this beautiful piece that could be sort of this forward piece for the ministry that we could send out to you know men's organizations we can send out to uh to conferences to be able to speak there just some things that are really going to continue to help just a guy in the pew grow so if you haven't become a patron yet 
please do so. I mean, go in and you can sign up at uh, patreon.com slash pew ministries. You can go to the website at just a guy on the pew.com and click donate or support. And you can do that there. And you're going to get access to great content. You know, not only just the show here that everybody gets, but the exclusive content, the, the behind the scenes interviews that we do with some of these Catholic speakers and presenters that is not out there for everybody. Um, you're also going to get access to, to weekly deeper dives into the subject matter that I do on a weekly basis, you know, for the patrons. And also, it's, it's an opportunity to be a part of a larger community. You know, we've got that private Facebook group. And, man, guys have been pouring in there. And I'm just asking them, share your story. Tell, her, tell everybody about yourself. This is going to be a brotherhood, a place where men can come. And, and maybe you share in the same struggles or you can lift each other up, you know, towards vi- uh, virtue and holiness, almost advice, which would be the opposite mm-hmm. of what I wanted to do. But, but to come in there and to share and to be a community where you can be yourself and, and just be surrounded by other men that are trying to live in the same way. So, and in fact, there's one other thing too. A lot of times guys suggest shows, you know, we ask patrons, what would you like to hear? And today we're actually going to do one of those. I had a new patron um, come on and he asked that we kind of do a touch up or a reminder on forgiving ourselves. You know, we've done a show on forgiveness in the past and we talked about God's forgiveness and, you know, forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. And we've talked about it in other shows where it's been, where it's pertained to the subject matter. But today I really wanted to look, I prayed about it and thought, Lord, like this is a request. I really want to honor this guy and what he's asking and, and how would you like to go through this? And, you know, I just kept hearing the word mercy, you know, mercy over and over again, mercy. And, and so I thought, you know, what a great way to look at this forgiving of oneself in the larger context of mercy as a whole, God's mercy, you know, everything that Christ talked about with mercy and then the way that we're supposed to treat others. So that's what the show is going to be about today. Um, that comes from Andrew, you know, he's another great patron. I mean, we had him and, and Daniel and Jeff and another Jeff and Fred and Brian and just several others joined this week. And I thank you guys all for coming on, but Andrew, thank you for the suggestion. And we're going to dive into that right now. So, when I thought about this, I was thinking, okay, if we're going to talk about mercy and talk about forgiving, you know, um, yourself, then we need to look at it from as a whole. And, and, and the fact is we have a merciful God, right? I mean, he sent his son to die in order to reconcile our wrongdoing in the greatest act of mercy the world has ever seen, right? Like, so we know right off the bat that mercy needs to play a role in our life, that, you know, we were the ones that, that broke the relationship with God and he loved us so much and he's such a merciful God that he wants us back in good relationship with him so we can spend the rest of eternity with him if we choose to live in the ways that we're, we're supposed to live. So right off the bat, you know that mercy should play a part in our lives. Then you look at it, uh, mercy as being one of the most important things to Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus talked about mercy all the time. In fact, several times in Matthew, in Matthew uh, nine thirteen, he said, go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, which comes from Hosea 6, 6. The word in the Old Testament actually is loyalty. But here, Jesus is referring to it as, as mercy um, instead of loyalty. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then you hear about it again in Matthew twelve seven. If he says, if you knew what this meant, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, uh, you would not have condemned these innocent men. That one, I believe he's talking about when the, the Pharisees are harassing the, the disciples about eating grain on the Sabbath as they're walking along. Um, but it's obvious here that Jesus is talking about like, I, mercy is important to me. That's what I desire above all else. I want you to be merciful to yourself, to others, and to live in this, in this way. Um, he also talked about a lot of parables. I mean, when you, when you look at the parables, forgiving debt from the master, right? We, the one that we've, we've all heard from the, about the servant that, 
that he forgave his debt, and the servant wound up being wicked and going and beating up the other guy that owed him money. Right. But the master was merciful, right, to that to that servant to the point where he wasn't merciful himself, and then obviously the, the master punished him for that. But we have that parable. We have the Good Samaritan, right, where he talks about the person that's merciful there. Um, you have all the times that Jesus healed the sick, you know, the the blind, the lame, the the lepers, um, just everyone, the woman that that uh, that was hemorrhaged, right, like. All of these people that he was merciful to, even the ones that weren't his people. You mean, you know, we've heard the story about um, the woman who was talking about even the dogs eat the scraps from the tables when Jesus was saying, "I've come to save my own people, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've come to save these people." And then you've seen the 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 centurion and his servant, right, where he came and his faith was so great that Jesus healed them anyway, you know, because of his faith. And so we see Jesus is this just tremendously merciful, you know, God and, and man that. Everywhere he went, all his ministry was about being merciful to others and caring for others and healing others. And and so when you look at that, it's like, I mean, we're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to follow in the steps of Jesus. And he even went so far to institute the sacrament of reconciliation, right, so that we could continue to know God's love and his mercy for us, right, that he didn't want us to wallow around in these things that we we deal with in our life um, and to continue to... Um, to, to fixate on them and to get stuck in those places, but to have a, a place to go and, and really get just like physical confirmation that you've mm-hmm. been forgiven for your sins. And the catechism tells us in 1847, uh, catechism 1847, God created us without us, but he did not will to save us without us. To receive his mercy, we must admit our faults. And that leads us to kind of what we want to talk about today, right? So you've seen God is a merciful guy. Like, he, he has the, the, the most merciful act ever where he sends his son. And then you see Jesus when he comes on the scene here on earth, that everything he does is based in mercy, right? He's come to, to heal the wounded, heal the sick, not, not the, uh, the healthy, not the well, not the, um, the, the repentant of heart, but those that need the healing. And so we see Jesus doing that. And we see him establish that sacrament of reconciliation, all for the point to where we understand how important mercy should be in our lives. Well, for a lot of us, uh, before the truth is revealed in our own hearts, uh, we kind of live and dwell in darkness, meaning that we are very good at manipulating our our lives or our outcomes, thinking that we deserve mercy, but we don't need to necessarily dole out mercy sure. because we're righteous in, this, in our decision. We're like that wicked servant who, who, well, yes, I want mercy for me, but, you know, but I'm not going to show mercy on them because I have a right to demand what I want, what I want, right? Sure. And so, before the truth is revealed to us in our hearts, we are, we live in a darkness, stumbling around, and and we we interact with people wrongly, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not being kind, because we don't know what mercy is, because it's only a benefit for us when we want it, right. not to be given given out all the time. Sure. No, you're exactly right, and I think. You know, like I said, we're being called to be merciful like Christ. And what that means is it, that includes extending mercy to ourselves. Right. You know, a lot of times you're saying, like, we don't know how to go out and give it. Like, you're, And that's a great point. A lot of times it's because we haven't given it to ourselves. Right? Imagine if you're a guy that even if you're going to confession and you're going in there, you know, however often it is for you, maybe a couple times a month, and you're going and you're confessing these things. And we talked about this a little bit in that repentance episode. But you're going in there and now you have a repentant heart. And you're accepting God's forgiveness, but how many times do we walk out of there and not forgive ourselves, right? Like we still feel like I need to be punished for this, or I need to I need to punish myself. I need to sit here and flog myself all day long 
because I'm just such a wretched human being. And we don't ever fully accept that, that grace of that forgiveness, that mercy that God wants to give us. And when we live that way, when we, when we continue to wallow in our past and our mistakes and our failures, then it really makes us feel like we're not worthy of God's love. We're not worthy of forgiveness. We're not worthy of mercy. And so if you feel like you're not worthy of it, a lot of times what can happen is that you don't give it to others, right? Like, cause, cause you kind of get stuck in that rut. You know, we, God forgives us, others forgive us, but we don't forgive ourselves. Like I can look back in my marriage and, and I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you know, the mistakes I made with, with the drug abuse and just the other things of not being a very good husband or a father and all of that. You know, there came a point where even when Angela had said, I forgive you and I love you and I'm, and, you know, and I know you're sorry and I forgive you and her parents had forgiven me and, and other people had forgiven me. I still felt like I didn't deserve that forgiveness. You know, that I, that, that wasn't, no, you don't understand what I did. Right. I want to keep telling you what I did. I don't think you understand the extreme that I went through. Like, do you understand what I did to you? And those people are trying to say often more, more often than not, I understand and I forgive you. Like I, I get, it. I still hurt. Doesn't mean it, it went away. Doesn't mean that I'm going to ever forget about all of it, but I have moved forward. I've forgiven you. And a lot of times we don't accept that or, or we do, we accept their forgiveness and God's forgiveness, but we don't forgive ourselves. And when we don't forgive ourselves, we basically build a, a virtual prison cell for us ourselves to live in for the rest of our lives where we're never getting past that. And we're never developing into the person that God calls us to be because we're stuck in that rut and we stand casting judgment on ourselves for the rest of our lives. We're not living as anything that we're supposed to be because we're sitting there playing the role of God, right? Like if, if God has told us in the confessional, you know, I forgive you, which he does in the form of, of in persona Christi of the priest who absolves you of your sins, then who are we to stand in the way and to continue to, to, um, to punish ourselves, to act like judge, jury, and executioner of ourselves when God himself has extended his mercy to us? And when others in our lives have extended that mercy, when we do that, we're working opposite of God's grace and what he wants to do in our lives and of his mercy. And we're wanting, we're, we're basically playing into the devil's hands by staying in this spot where we're not growing, right? Where we're not, we don't forgive ourselves. We don't give ourselves permission to move forward and be different, right? And that's what we need in our life. We need not only God's healing, mercy, and grace, but we also need to give ourselves permission to be something different. And to not always be stuck in who I was and what I've done and, and all those mistakes. Look, those are in the past. And as long as you hold on to them, you're never going to be able to be whatever God continued, uh, meant for you to be. I think it's so so difficult for us and our, our capacity of thought to really fully understand what, what God's love is, what God's mercy is, what God's grace is. I mean, because it's, it's so bigger than us you know what i'm saying like for us to really under fully understand how much god loves us how much god wants to give us grace and you know and and the and live a virtuous life it's so difficult for our small minds to really see the unfolding of god's plan in our lives because we just don't fully understand it yet i mean we're living here on earth we're doing the best we can striving to do better than we can we only have a, a small amount of knowledge of what waits for us on the other end of this life because that's what Christ told us. Sure. But so it's so difficult for us to understand. Like, for instance, like, what if, you know, we can only see a small spectrum of light, which is like the, the colors of the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. But what if we could, you know, what if with with death and going to to, um, to heaven, we can see what music sounds like, you know? I mean, see what music, you visualize know, looks like, visualize music yeah. and, 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 and visualize smells. You know what I'm saying? We, we It says no mind or ear has any idea what God has wait for us. Mm-hmm. We have no idea because our capacity of thought 
is so tiny, minuscule, that we can't fully understand what all the promise that God has for us, including what grace really is from God. Well, and a lot of times, too, I think, you know, going along with what you're saying, is that we place on God ideas of how people here have treated us, right? Like, so if you had an overbearing, demanding, um, very disciplinarian father, that's probably going to be what your vision of God is. You know, like mm-hmm. God's going to be this judgmental disciplinarian, you know, it's either right, wrong, punishment, right. or, ju- you know, justice, all those kind of things. And and we we transpose those identities onto God. And the same thing can happen with that mercy, you know, with that stuff is because how many times have we, you know, when we've been told we've been forgiven by somebody and then, you know, we're like, okay, good, we're getting past that. And then the next time you get in a spat, maybe with your wife and it's something you've done there, maybe it was, you know, falling to pornography or maybe it was was something else you've done to, to betray her or to break that trust. And you think, you know, you get the I've forgiven you, right? You're forgiven. And so you're operating in that zone now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm forgiven and I'm going forward. But as soon as something happens, right, those wounds, they swell up, right? They bubble to the top. And that wife or that friend or that boss or whoever it is in your life says, but you did this, mm-hmm. right? So you get this idea that you're never going to be forgiven. And therefore, God can't forgive me because, you know, I'm transposing the the the, um, the choices and the and the the words of people here on earth right. on God. And so you you a lot of times it is hard to grasp what what God's mercy really is because you're trying to go off the picture that's been painted for you here on earth. But we have to remember God is so much greater than anything here on earth and and we we can't get caught up in that. That's why it's so important that we have to be merciful to ourselves. Uh, one of the things I had to come to realize when Angela and I were when we were trying to heal and go through that thing is no matter what I'm what I'm going to do, she can say I'm sorry or, or not I'm sorry. She can say I forgive you as much as as she wants, but that wound is still there. That pain is still there. So when things rise up, it's going to be you're this guy. You did this to me. Da 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 da. And I'm not knocking my wife, but it, this is what the situation I put us in. And I had to eventually say, you know what? No matter what, I have to be merciful to myself. Like I have to make, I have to forgive myself. I know I've hurt her and I'm going to feel terrible about that until I go to my grave. Like I will never be able to fully get past what I've done to her and to the kids and everything else. But there, there comes a point where I have to begin to forgive myself. If I don't, I'm going to wind up in the same place I was or worse. And when I made that, that mindset change of, okay, like, you know what? There's going to be days where I got to take the punches, right? Where I got to take the licks, where, where she's going to say things to me that come from that wound that isn't healed yet. And I have to be mature enough and, 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 um, and, and sound of mind enough to know, okay, that's, she needs to, to get that hurt out, that feeling out. I need to continue to be merciful to myself, mm-hmm. to know that I'm trying to make amends for this, to know that I've gone to, con- to confession and confess this and received absolution, and to kin- continue to tell myself, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that person anymore. God wants me to be somebody different. I can be somebody different with, with God there with me, using that, the power of the Holy Spirit within me. I can be someone different. People can change. And that's the thing when we're not being merciful to ourselves, we tell ourselves the opposite. I'm never going to change. I can't be any different. They're right. I'm always going to be this jerk. I'm always going to be this cokehead. I'm always going to be whatever it is in your life, the porn addict. I'm always going to be this. Until you start telling yourself between you and God, right? And that's the only part, you know, you always hear the me and Jesus stuff. You know, this is the only place where I'll play into that a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, because we need community in our lives. But there comes a point where you do need to have that, that trust and that understanding with God and yourself 
that I've received your mercy. I'm going to accept that mercy and in turn be merciful to myself so that I can be what I need to be to other people. You know, if you if you turn this on in the middle of the podcast, this may sound like a selfish thing, but it's not because we're operating from the place of God desired to give me mercy, right? When he sent his son for no matter what I've done in my life, no matter, no matter what I'll do in the next few days, right? Like we still have to go and repent and, and have a repentant heart and go to confession, but God, his mercy transcends all. And he wants us to accept that mercy, right? And we can't give what we don't have. Mm -hmm. So when we want to go out and be merciful to other people, when we want to treat people better, when we want to forgive people that have hurt us in our lives, if we don't first start with ourselves, then we're never going to truly forgive anybody else. Because you're going to get that mindset, that that attitude of, well, you know what? I shouldn't be forgiven, so why should anybody else, right? Or I'm a miserable human being, and so are most other people. And your, your whole lens of your life gets colored in that way, all because you've never honestly forgiven yourself. You've never actually taken the time to accept God's grace and to cooperate with it, as we've said a few weeks ago on one of the podcasts. And the thing is, again, touching on what mercy is, it's it's a word that encompasses so much of God's love. I mean, what you're saying, going off what you're saying, John, is like you could speak to God saying, God, I know you love me. I know you want the best for me. And I know that I am forgiven of everything that I've done to you and to others because I've asked forgiveness to you and from others. Mm-hmm. And to know that that is truth that is being spoken to you in your heart through the Holy Spirit. And, and those things are still out there that you need to make amends for. Seek those people out sure. and get that because peace comes only when you're settled all your debts, you know, before you go to, you know, the mass or yeah. when you receive Christ in the body. And, and know that that's a daily thing you have to do. In in order to keep that peace, to receive that mercy, and to know that you're walking the line and the faith and the will that God has set before you. Yeah, and trusting that God's mercy is going to heal a lot of things that you can't heal yourself. Right. Right? When God pours his mercy out in a situation, it's not all generally directed to you. It's directed to all parties. You know, he wants to heal these things in your life and help you with these things. So you have to trust that like, okay, even if this situation isn't like I wanted, this, this relationship is not repairable right now, whatever it may be, like you have to trust, okay, God, I'm doing what you've asked. I'm being merciful to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm no matter what the devil wants to throw at me because he wants to continue to pile that stuff on. So you don't change. You don't act different in your life. You stay in the same place. So you just trust that God's mercy, and by doing what he's asking you to do, forgive yourself and to move forward living in a different manner, that he's going to handle the rest of it. And that's where that trust comes in that we've talked about so much. But, you know, God wants you to be free of this so you can be who he created you to be. He wants you to be merciful to yourself so that you can do so for others. And that's where we have to start. You know, there's Andrew wasn't the only person that brought this, you know, how to forgive yourself for things up. There's plenty of other guys that, that bring this up all the time. And it's something that we all have to work for. We've all done things in our life that we're, we're not proud of, failures, mistakes, um, you know, things that, that we would like to take back. But um, we have to move forward. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to accept God's mercy so that we can go out and do the same for others and be the person that God calls us to be. So some of the hows here, you know, how to do this. Well, first, you, ha- you have to be okay with not being okay with forgiving yourself. Now, that may sound confusing, right? Like, But you have to be okay with not being okay with forgiving yourself. The devil wants you to feel guilty about being merciful, so ignore it and trust in what God wants. There were times where I felt like I'm not okay with forgiving myself, but I had to become okay with not being okay with that because the devil gets right in the middle of that and he turns that knife in your side and doesn't want you to be okay with forgiving yourself. So you have to become okay with not being okay with forgiving yourself. 
if uh, I, hope, I hope I haven't confused people three times with that. But <laughs> you also have to realize you're not doing anyone any good by holding on to your mistakes and failures. You're not becoming what you need to be or what they need you you're to not be. Growing, yeah. Right. So you got to dump this stuff off. You can't keep carrying trash around in the backseat of your car. You got to clean it out, freshen it up, and get everything going in the right direction. Um, you have to stop standing as judge and jury and executioner over yourself and understand that right is reserved for God who actively chooses mercy, right? So just remember, what place do I have? What right do I have to sit here and judge myself, to to put myself on trial and to basically condemn myself to execution because of mistakes I've made if God himself doesn't do that for me, if he doesn't want to do that, if he would rather show me ver- mercy, who am I to stand in that way? So get out of God's way and let him give you the mercy that he wants to give you. Have that repentant heart, go to seek it, and when he gives it to you, receive it and start to live it thankfully in your life. Um, you know, you have to accept the mercy that God and others have given you, as I was just saying then, but others too. If people have forgiven you, then accept it and start beginning to start beginning to, to uh, forgive yourself. Don't continue to get hung up on stuff of the past. And you have to begin again, right? It's a clean state, slate. It's a fresh start. That happens after we leave confession, and it happens after you become merciful to yourself as well. If you've forgiven yourself, then don't give the devil the time of day. Don't look back at that stuff. Turn back towards the Lord. Turn towards the person he wants you to be and walk in that way. And as we always say, find people to walk this walk with you that will hold you accountable, that will show you the mercy that you deserve. And in turn, you can show them the mercy that they deserve. But it all comes in the beginning from God the Father. And it was so beautifully illustrated by Jesus on this world. And then we, But we have to take that into ourselves, learn to be merciful in ourselves and do our own misgivings and faults so we can get all that junk out of the way. We can, we can basically break loose of those chain ball and chains and those things that bind us to those sins break free from the from the um from the capture of the devil and start to live for christ and it all starts with accepting that mercy for ourselves so we can go out and do that for others so guys as we draw to a close here i'll remind you again sign up for xs90.com at uh, slash john edwards that's where you can sign up for the xs90 journey with victor and i through lent we're excited about that can't wait for it continue to join us there and let's all walk towards that freedom together and also, if you want to become a patron, you know, lots of cool stuff out there. Like we said, you're going to get access to, to behind-the-scenes episode stuff. Plenty of cool gear. I mean, we've shipped out a lot of mugs and shirts and hats, and guys are sending pictures of it. It's really kind of cool to see all these guys wearing it, it using it. Yeah. And so I'm just glad guys are enjoying that. But, hey, there's so much more coming up. We've got an interview with Jason Everett this month. We've got one coming up with Krista Fanick. Um, uh, I'm J- uh, Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Jason, did I say Jason? Matt Frad. There's a bunch of people coming up. So just go to um, just get on the pew.com, click support, and you can join in there and, and yeah, enjoy all the benefits of becoming a patron. So, Victor, we talked about mercy today, but let's take it to the merciful Father in prayer right now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, you have told us more than once that you desire mercy. Oftentimes, though, we forget to be merciful to ourselves. Help us to remember that we are not our own judge, jury, and executioner. And Father, as we look to move forward in our lives, remind us that the more we can forgive ourselves, the more merciful we can be to others. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.